0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. Swiss here, joined with Cosmos Kramer, and we are talking a couple seed deals today. So first up on the docket, Science Magic Studios has raised $10 million in a pre-seed round to launch a Web3 advisory. They coined the term a digital asset venture studio. They are advising and implementing the creation of digital assets, e.g. NFTs and social tokens and Web3 economies for brands, talent, and their communities. I was drawn to this headline because I found it interesting that they are raising a whopping $10 million in a pre-seed round, which suggests it's very, very early days for them. And that's a lot of money, even for a pre-seed round, even in the uh, before times before the bear market. So Taking a look at the, the company, they've got some heavy hitters. Um, Kevin Kelly, the co-founder of Delphi Digital. Ryle Paul, CEO and co-founder of Real Vision Group. He's a influencer and he's a lot of uh, media and uh, podcasts and videos and such. Uh, smart guy. I actually enjoy his content. Um, so it's interesting to see that. And then they have a bunch of really... High flying advisors on the list, if you look at the website. So, this is, in my view, a lot of money to raise to just basically um, create an advisory service. Like it, it looks like a consulting company that is helping brands to quote unquote like do NFTs. I would just kind of simplify it there, right? So, they're helping brands onboard digital assets into their strategy. How can they use it? To, to build communities, to build network effects, and to just develop cultural currency. Really interesting, but I I just don't understand why that needs $10 million to, to start. I would love to learn a little bit more about their strategy, but there's really nothing stopping anyone from doing this. So if you have a team with a specialty in Web3 and... NFTs and you think that you've, you've got a couple of track record, a couple of success stories of helping an influencer to make, make some capital, raise some capital through NFT mint or something. I mean, yeah, you should, you should definitely be looking at these different ecosystem partners to try to scale that up. I just am really confused what, what you need $10 million for to do that. So would love to learn more. Hopefully, you know, I'll be watching for, for any media articles that they might be doing that might give some clues or some hints. I'll probably send a couple of tweets to try to learn a little bit more about them, but I'm going to be keeping a close eye on, on this team. What did you, uh, Kramer, when you saw this, anything kind of come to mind or um, any other takeaways from, from this, this news?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is, you know, obviously it look kind of seems like they are, you know, trying to be the middleman between web two and web three, um with their advisory board. I mean they've got people from Morgan Stanley, Coinbase, Warner Brothers, you know, Ledger, a whole bunch of, you know, big name companies and it's it's definitely needed. Like we were talking about that Howard uh you know uh, Blog about yeah Howard article.
0: article, yeah
1: yeah, about how you know there seems to be this void that initially was just kind of considered you know a little bug that would get fixed, but now it 's kind of becoming a major roadblock, and there 's not enough users being onboarded to the cryptocurrency and blockchain space, and it seems like you know most of the funds and deals that i 've been seeing lately are. These kind of advisory boards where it's, you know, half consultant work and half, you know, setting you up with companies to proceed with whatever vision you have of what you want your company to be in the digital space, which honestly is kind of the biggest question for all these Web2 companies, right? It's they really don't know what to do and how to connect with their customers in this new medium. So, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what happens, you know, in the future and their you know, I want to see what their next couple of raises are. So I actually set some Google alerts to uh, notify me whenever they get an article released or anything like that. But yeah, it'll be fun to watch. And I think that, you know, with where we're at, in uh, the trajectory of blockchain and cryptocurrency, I think we're going to see a lot more of these popping up, and uh, you know, fighting for that space because there are so many projects out there that can help so many existing companies reach a greater greater market share and customer base. That um, you know, I think
0: it's going to be a, uh, I think it's yeah. going to be
1: exciting without a doubt.
0: You make a you make a great point that kind of it, uh, triggers some thoughts for me because. In their LinkedIn profile, they explicitly mention this is a joint venture between the Delphi Digital Group, the crypto research firm, and then Raul Paul, pal. I don't know how you say his last name. So those two guys, I mean, well, Delphi and then Raul, they're heavy hitters. And then if I look at the press release, um, they do know that they are meeting significant inbound interest. Now, of course, press releases... They're always going to be super optimistic, but I mean, I guess it makes sense if you, if they are just getting completely overwhelmed with with people wanting to give them money. You can take that to investors and say, "Look, there is something here. We have something on our hands. We have the ability to to turn this into a business. We need money to hire people and 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 build some infrastructure." I mean, ten million dollars a lot of money for a pre-seed, but um, you can definitely hire top talent. And get access to the right people, if you've got a couple million in the bank. I mean, obviously, right? So this is this is a playbook that I'm watching because I'm I'm intently trying to learn how it's done, you know. And maybe we we do something similar. I mean, if they can do it, anybody can do it. So yeah, I mean, I wanna I wanna learn a little bit of the playbook that they're that they're working off of. I think both of us probably do. And oh, yeah. I love that you set up some alerts, man, because this is, as we go forward with our crypto chemistry group, I think we're going to be a lot more focused on things like this. And so it's going to take some processes like Google alerts and just staying on top of stuff because you know how easy it is for things to fall through the crack. So that's a great idea. And I'm probably going to copy you on that one.
1: Oh, yeah. sound about all right. Well, kind of moving over on a similar plane, but a different uh, funding raise is SkinUps, which raised three and a half million for blockchain game collectibles. Uh, the funding comes from a mix of angel investors and traditional funds, including Red Rice Ventures, Blue Wire Capital and Adelpha. Um, they announced that they're planning to work with Dolce & Gabbana the same day they announced the raise uh, to bring its signature Italian style into games. And SkinUps actually launched in open beta back in December of 2021, as they saw an opportunity for brands to move more in a digital world to connect better with Gen Z customers in the places that they're at. And that's according to their CEO, Fred Spears. So basically, they've built a Web2, Web3 ownership platform that kind of combines digital fabrication with a massive metaverse reach that, you know, was definitely growing In 2021 and 2022, everything is kind of at a standstill with the way the market is right now. But those trajectories are only getting, you know, higher and higher with the amount of people that they think are going to be in the metaverse and Web3 space. So SkinUp started in Web2 making digital collectibles. And then they provide an option to, you know, the customers or games to integrate that into Web3 with an NFT And every brand, you know, they talk to views NFTs differently with a lot of the recent NFT integration into games being received poorly by the gaming masses. So everyone's kind of not stepping over glass, but moving pretty carefully to not kind of shoot themselves in the foot before they get out of the door. Um, And just kind of from what I see skimming off their website and OpenSea, there isn't a ton to go off of. I'm not sure how they're, we've talked about this on the pod before, I think with uh Jingleheimer, but I'm interested to see how they plan on implementing, like, you know, say you have a Rolex watch, right. And you're playing, you have a Rolex watch and, you know, Call of Duty or something, how they're going to transfer that over to a cartoonish game like Fortnite or over to, you know, a 2d game. That's, you know, N64 or something like that. Like, I don't, I'm really interested in how the tech's going to work, but just from a raise and what they're trying to do, it definitely seems like, you know, there's a need and a wants. Obviously, I've already heard articles of, you know, fashion shows and like the FIFA World Tournament being featured in the metaverse where you can literally put on your VR headset and watch the game in the stadium or be on the side of a fashion show. So it seems like interesting use cases and there's definitely money, you know, to be made and Made in those specific markets, but what were your uh, initial thoughts on it?
0: Yeah, I think I was taken away, I was taken aback a little bit by this a uh, lot of money going to a skin company for gaming. And so, skins like if you have a, I think about Counter Strike Go, if you have uh, a gun, like you can get different skins for your guns yep. so that you have like a a camo looking gun or like a a funny looking orange gun or like some weird stuff, like a Nerf gun skin. It gets kind of cool. But for me, I never really got into that stuff. Um, Now, a lot of games have a free to play mode thinking like league of legends where you play it for free. You can play the, you can play most of the characters for free. You can earn the currency and buy them or you can just buy skins. And it's like, it doesn't affect the gameplay, but you can customize your character kind of cool. Um, but still not something that gets me totally excited. So the idea of taking your character or taking your skins and taking your items with you when you leave the game is really interesting to me, though. And I remember I tell this story often. I've probably said this before, but uh, Coin Artist, when she was giving a talk in, it was like January of 2018 in Chicago, I attended this event. And it wasn't until then that I got NFTs where I was like, okay, this makes sense. She explained it. Like, what if you could play World of Warcraft and take your character's items with you when you left the game? Or um, like if you actually owned the gear, right? The, the the epic loot that you earned in the game. If you could actually take that and do other things with it. <clears throat> um, the way she... I, I wish I could like just the way she articulated it was really, really interesting. And it was, it was raw. And I was like, wow, okay. There's a future here for this stuff. And that was obviously a long time ago. So I don't want to be, I think it's important to remember some moments like that so that we, we can kind of look at this and be like, wow, this is like laughable almost, but there, there is something there just hard to tell what exactly it is or what exactly that's going to be worth and so for the skin ups deal um there's certainly something going on here with with the nft arising skins but you make a great point about how are you going to transfer that from one game to the next i think it could be done if it's just a code if there's a code that represents this item And then the the graphical representation of that code just depends upon the gaming engine that the the code is being recognized in. So I think it's very possible to have different games, uh, different platforms. Like if it's a Nintendo game or PS4 or some PlayStation game or something, um, I think it's possible. But yeah, as far as like getting excited, I mean, $3.5 not a ton of money. It seems this is a pre seed round, according to Crunchbase, and they haven't raised any money before. So, a caveat on this is whenever you see a fundraising announcement, that deal probably occurred three or four months ago. So, this, their money probably hit their bank account in Q1 of 2022. And so, there's like a lag time, right? And so, you mentioned something about their open beta was at the end of last year. They launched in stealth open beta in December, 2021, and has since signed a mix of global fashion brands. So I think that's awesome. What that tells me is that they were really smart and that they actually onboarded users, got a little bit of feedback before they went and raised the money. You know, that's how you impress investors. When you have some signs of actual product market fit, um, you're able to do a much more successful round. So I I really tip my hat to that. That's probably what happened here. Um, so that's one takeaway I got out of this. Definitely.
1: Yeah, no, that's all great. And I don't want to get into get into this too much but like you were talking about like taking items with you out of a game and i just imagine you know you're playing elden ring or something where it's a really long game and you win you know these legendary swords or other weapons and you win a legendary sword and get that sword in nft form and then you're able to sell that sword on a marketplace kind of brings in the whole play to earn aspect of everything, which I think is not going to happen until you have more games that are free to play initially. And you have the choice, you know, kind of like Fortnite or apex or any of those free to play games where you can pay for, you know, more expansive, uh, reach in the game or more, you know, different types of games within the game. But the other thing I thought of was like, you know, imagine Jake you're Jingleheimer's talked about like sitting courtside for a basketball game with his VR headset on before, but like the fashion, like Dolce and Gabbana and Gucci and all of these names keep popping up in the Web3 space about how they want to get kind of their hold on it first. And I just imagine like sitting with your VR headset on and like the side of a fashion show and you have like a one of 10 Rolex watch on OpenSea. And like everybody sees it and knows that you you know, that watch right now is worth four Bitcoin or whatever. It's like a status thing. But again, I don't think the greater consumer base is going for the status part of it. They're going for, you know, ease of use and kind of what their friends and community are using. So it's gonna be fun to see how it shakes out.
0: No doubt. No doubt. And we'll be here for it. So hey, this is great, man. I uh just wanna thank you for for kind of uh, pushing the group and pushing me to to kind of bring come back into the podcast world and, and bring some of this back it's really great to talk to you uh, it's been a while since we've done this I know this week we got a couple of episodes back up but you know moving forward we're gonna try to we'll still we'll still be doing episodes um, took a little breather for a bit there but I think we have a little bit of a renewed focus and so I mean if anybody wants to talk, talk deals um, we'll be doing this a lot more and we'll have a lot more content focused on on this kind of thing so there's still deals getting done there's still teams raising money things are still getting built just the the news flow is a little bit uh, easier to advantage actually so I'm um, looking forward to to doing this more and I'm glad that that we can make time today
1: Definitely, brother. I appreciate you hopping on and uh, hope everybody has a good little weekend.
0: Likewise. Catch you later.